You're listening to the O'Reilly Radar Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Webb. This week, I chat with Simon King, Design Director at IDEO. Harkening back to growing up on a family farm in Michigan, Simon talks about technology's growing role in agriculture and the role design is playing in agriculture innovation. He also talks about his new book, Understanding Industrial Design, and the synergies between industrial design and interaction design. Enjoy the show. I recently watched a talk that you gave called Modern Farmer mm-hmm. that discussed the impact of technology on agriculture. And you come from a farming family in Michigan, right? Yeah. yeah. And in the talk description, it said that you felt you had to choose between computers and crops. So how did you end up becoming a designer? Well, when I was a kid, you know, a young kid, I was planning to be a farmer, you know, I mean, but I think that's partially because surrounded by all this amazing equipment and going with my dad and riding in the combine and you know it seemed like seemed like an amazing thing to do but it was really fairly early on when i was um, a teenager that i discovered computers and i i feel like i was really lucky to have lived in that period before and after the internet you know and i, I think those of us who were, have been able to do that um, you know just saw what a dramatic change it it brought about so you know when I got my first computer I just fell deep into that in, in, into love with technology and started running a BBS in my basement and you know getting connected to the internet to the local library because there weren't any commercial ISPs and just really was excited about that world beyond so the way I got into design was actually not originally through computers. Um, I, was, I was really interested in technology and computers, but I was interested in design more originally through graphic design and being very inspired by music and mm-hmm. the intersection between design and music and things like album covers and uh, punk aesthetic and things like that. And so um, going to school for graphic design, very traditional Swiss-based color theory and typography, and then realizing uh, as my career evolved that there was no contradiction, that I could really begin to integrate computers and design, and, and that's where I came to interaction design and um, you know just merge those things together. And it's interesting now in the age of precision farming that the computers and crops yeah. have come back together. Yeah. How do you see design impacting agriculture? I think it's a super exciting time for agriculture. Uh, in, especially in terms of new technology. So there's been these different eras of agriculture and the, this latest one of precision agriculture or data-driven agriculture, uh, it's just, it, it has a possibility of really changing the way that people farm. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, I see that to some, to some degree uh, with people like my father and the, the new tools that he's embracing slowly, things like autonomous driving tractors and um, some of the different data services. but. It's a opportunity for I think new people to come into the field, and you know there's there's it's going to be important too. There's a problem with, with farming where there aren't as many new people coming in, and I think that mm-hmm. this new era may actually draw people in as there's new models and new ways to work. And so the technology is there, and um, just like most places that are industries that are leading with technology, design trails. So people are embracing the technology because it's whole new capabilities that they never had before. You know, mm. being able to do soil samples and analysis, and then create nitrogen prescription maps so that you're like not wasting any any chemicals. And 
it's such a great advancement that people are willing to fight through the fact that it is poorly designed. And you know, we see that in medical, we see that in automotive, any, any industry that um, reaches a certain curve where the technology has become mature, then all of a sudden the experience of using it begins to matter a lot more. And I think that that's where design is going to start intersecting with agriculture really strongly and, and actually make it more accessible to farmers who are generally not that technically savvy or it's not something they're like wanting to dive into right and then also opening up that industry to uh, newcomers through designing the capabilities that, that make it easier to engage with it so I I'm excited to see where it goes yeah it's interesting too with the us having to feed so many more billions of people over the next yeah and also decades. to do it in a way that is less destructive to the earth mm -hmm. than, than we have been in, in recent eras. So we need to scale up to deal with growing population, but we need to do that in a way that's, that's sustainable. And I think that there is a solution there in, in using technology. We have to make it accessible to people, and that's where design comes in. Right, right. So shifting gears just a little bit, you have a new book coming out mm -hmm. called Understanding Industrial Design, Principles for UX and Interaction Designers. What are some of the most relevant aspects of industrial design for interaction designers? There's a lot of relevant things. Uh, I mean, industrial design is such a older design discipline, mm -hmm. right? So just purely from the design history standpoint, it's something that everybody should be studying and aware of how that discipline has evolved. And it, it's the underpinning of a lot of the different disciplines that design is kind of fragmented into. And I think that's really at the core of, of what the book is about, this idea that these different siloed design disciplines are things that um, I'm hoping we start to see go away, that, mm -hmm. that people really need to have an overlap between one or more disciplines. And so just siloing yourself to say, oh, I work on physical things, I work on digital things, I only work on you know, research. These, you know, it, it's, you can't create a holistic integrated experience uh, in that way. And you, know, you can collaborate with people and that's, that's useful, but I'm seeing increasingly it's, it's really people who live at that intersection of disciplines. And right. so that's, that's really the purpose of, of the book, to try to um, provide some grounding and some solid examples uh, and ways of thinking through problems for UX people and interaction designers who maybe have been working in a purely digital context mm -hmm. and they're increasingly finding themselves overlapping right. with physical products as well. And so it's not about turning everyone into an industrial designer, but, but building up those sensitivities to, to um, that way of thinking as well. Right, and the Internet of Things is really kind of driving all of this overlap. Yeah, I mean, the the type of projects that we're seeing at IDEO is that it's not just physical or just digital anymore. It's almost always some combination of the two. Mm -hmm. and, and that is another reason why that discipline overlap is so important. Right, and so when you're working on a design, how, how do you know when to trust your gut? Mm -hmm. And has there been a time where your gut said something and you didn't trust it and it kind of took you down the wrong path? Yeah, I mean, I always think about it as relying on your intuition, but mm -hmm. having informed intuition, right? So I always like to start design projects with research and, you know, getting a sense of, of what you're doing. I mean, it just, it just makes, makes sense, but not to the point where you're putting in months of research without making, right? And so 
by starting to make something right away, you're, you're building on your intuition right mm -hmm. away. You're trusting your gut, but then you're checking to, you, throughout the process to make sure that you know, you're not veering off too far down a path that's, that's wrong. And so that's, that's kind of the, the approach. Um, where I've run into trouble is that on some projects you can trust your gut more than others. Right. You know? right. And so I work, I've worked on a lot of projects that I really had no ability to be intuitive with. You know, if you're designing a surgical tool or um, something for a technologist uh, who's running a, a CT scanner, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're not environments that you brush up against in your day-to-day -day life, right. like if you're designing a music player or something. So in those moments, something might, you know, I, I've been in environments where I, I kind of talking to an expert mm -hmm. and I kind of took too much of their word for something for too long, even though it kind of felt wrong. And right. you know, later on, realized that that was a kind of singular point of view. And I really should have trusted that feeling that you know, this, this didn't feel right, even though they're saying it is. And, and so I think that uh, it's particularly tricky in those, in those moments when you're, you're designing for um, specialized expert environments. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the key is to get something into people's hands as soon as possible so that they can, you know, you can actually see them use it and, and kind of validate that rather than just it being sort of their point of view. Right, right. And so how do you define design? And mm -hmm. are you finding that your definition is changing as all this emerging technology is coming in? Um, I guess I'll answer the second part first. I don't, I don't really see the, my definition of design changing, mm -hmm. but it's probably because I take a pretty broad view of what design okay. is. And um, I, I mean, Herbert Simon's definition is something that I've always kind of liked. It, and he, he, he said, you know, it's design's really a course of action that is designed to, you know, intended to move a, a, a situation from a current state to a improved one. I'm mm -hmm. paraphrasing, but um, I, I like that. It's about action, right? It's about right. you taking an action of some kind to make something better. I mean, it's a very simple idea that opens up a lot of different possibilities and a lot of mediums. And so since that's the definition, I don't see that changing, but I see the materials that we're working with changing. And the, the, yeah. the, the um, the need to understand how to work with data as a material, the need mm -hmm. to understand how to combine digital and physical, or you know, the process has to evolve and the understanding of those materials has to evolve, but the, the core idea of trying to humanize things and um, you know, making something better for people, that remains the same. Right, right. And kind of related to that, this term Internet of Things, mm -hmm. As a designer, what does that mean to you? And, and what do you see as the most consequential aspects of, of the technology? For me, I mean, it's, it's a strange term, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I see it as a continuation of a bunch of strange terms like ubiquitous computing or, right, or right. you know, ambient devices. Or the, 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 we're grappling with how to describe something new. And I think at, it, at the core, a lot of it is, is about what we talked about before. It's about digital and physical mm -hmm. coming together in ways that we're not used to, right? right. So, so physical things being connected and aware, that's new, right? And so we, we need a term for it and the Internet of Things seems to have stuck and that's fine. But um, I see that the, the biggest difference in terms of design is the, you, 
we're at a point where we kind of have a choice mm -hmm. where almost every function or behavior we can build into a system, we, we could decide to do it digitally or we could decide to do it physically. And, right. you know, it, it, I think it's a good moment to be in that we have a choice. I mean, it, it felt for a while that everyone was just moving towards everything being digital. You know, mm -hmm. anything that can be digital will be. And right. it's just like, well, is everything going to become an app? You know, and so it's, I think it's healthy that we're at a point where that choice has been reintroduced. I think it, it sometimes swings too far the other way. Well, everything's going to be physical now. And um, it, it's really about finding that healthy balance that's unique to the situation that you're actually designing for. And so it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that it, it'll lead to things that overall are you know, more integrated in our lives and that uh, work better for us. Mm -hmm. And so for my last question, what people and projects are you following? What are you finding personally intriguing? Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the people I find really inspiring and, and I kind of always follow and try to watch out for his work is Brett Victor. Mm -hmm. um, and he primarily um, engages people through these talks that he gives and, and the videos that, that, that he has on his site, uh, Worry Dream. And, um, I guess what I'm inspired by with him is that he's really diving into what does it mean to create new tools for thinking, mm -hmm. you know, and that and that that's this whole other level. Like, you know, so often what what the things I'm working on, it's about making the experience of doing something better, you know, and so it's going to be easier or more efficient or more pleasurable or, or integrated with something. But the stuff he's talking about are like whole new ways of thinking and conceptualizing the world through the tools that we have to, to do that. And, you know, even thinking about language as a tool. Mm -hmm. And then what are the languages, whether they're programming languages or what are the environments that we can think through. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really exciting to me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very interested in that idea of tools that help you understand something in a new way. I, right. I, I just got back from the IO conference in Minneapolis, which mm -hmm. is one of my favorite events every year. And there were a couple projects there that stuck with me that they kind of are on the same vein. Um, Jake Barton from Local Projects showed this iPad app that they created to help kids understand physics. And it wasn't, you know, you, you could see that being a series of videos or like a classroom, kind of digital classroom setting, but it wasn't that at all. It was, it was um, something where they could record their, their friends doing activities and like, throwing a ball around or playing with it. And then the system analyzes that video and points out physics properties and, and lessons directly on top of the video. Oh, interesting. So, you know, they're putting themselves into it. And, that, and that's very different than the kind of stuff that Brett Victor talks about. But the, but the idea is the same. It's like a new way of engaging with knowledge and like revealing something that you didn't know before. And, mm -hmm. and um, so that that idea of kind of active learning and, 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 and new structures for information or something I'm really excited about. Interesting. Well, thank you very much for talking with me today. Yeah, thank you. You can find Simon on Twitter through his Twitter handle, at Simon King. Thank you for joining us. If you like the show, remember to subscribe through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. Mm -hmm.